Hi guys, and welcome back for another episode of Spill the D. I'm Gina, I'm your host, and lately for news, I have been joined with Bruce Beal from 407 and Beyond Vacation Co., but he is on vacation right now. He's on a Disney cruise, so I am joined here with the one and only Rick Landis. How are you? Wishing I was on a Disney cruise. I know, he's thriving. (laughs) I want to be him. But that's okay, we'll just sit here in nice 10 degree Pennsylvania. It's beautiful weather. It's beautiful weather we're having. (laughs) So like I said, Rick is here to join me for the news, so let's get started with it. Number one thing I want to talk about, there's a new Bippity Boppity Boutique package. If you got kids going to the Bippity Boppity Boutique, it is the Encanto package. Mm. Do we know what characters they can be dressed as? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> Did you set that up? Did you already read this? No. Oh, that's really funny. So it's going to be $180, and the kids can be dressed as Isabella or Mirabelle. I'm baffled by this. Why? Well, when the movie came out, Disney thought Isabella was going to be this like big hit, so they made all of these Isabella dolls and merchandise, and then kids liked Louisa better. And they didn't have the merchandise to compensate for it. So I've only seen the movie in parts once. Probably going to get some A for that. Isabella is the main character? No. So Mirabelle is the main character. Mirabelle is the main character. Isabella is her older sister. Louisa is the other older sister. Louisa's the muscular one. Yes. Which one is Isabella? Isabella's the one who makes the flowers. Okay. And everyone thought because she was like beautiful and perfect that the kids were going to love her, but they love Louisa. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm baffled that there's not a Louisa option here. I think that would be really fun if they did Louisa. Right? I would I would let my kids dress up like Louisa. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would let them dress up as any of them. But <laughs> if I had a kid, this is if all. If I had $180. Is, and $180. <laughs> yeah, lots of money. But the dress is included in that 180 plus tax. Okay. So that is the first piece. Second piece of news. Let's keep talking kids stuff. So Disney Springs Kids Club. It's a new offering that's coming to Disney Springs starting. Actually, it already started. It started in January. It's on Saturday mornings. And it's think like family fun events like performances, jumping rope, hula hooping, things like that. Like things that just really help your kids get their energy out. It's going to be at the waterfront stage that's right next to Jock Lindsay's. And it's just like performances that are gonna help your kids get their energy out so i'm picturing kind of like children's activities at the pool is that kind of what they're going for yeah except they're gonna have like different performances that are like set performances like it's not people who are just assigned like hey go play games with these kids it's a band that does bongos and they're gonna have also bongos there for the families to join in like different things like that and they're gonna change them as time goes on but it is gonna be every saturday the only thing is it's called the kids club you can't just leave your kid and leave it's like a family-friendly events. Okay. But if you're just trying to get your kids' energy out, I'd say it's a fun way to do it. Seems like it. Something to do if you don't have a park plan for that day. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news, Tron will now have a virtual queue. Well, when it opens. When it opens. <laughs> if it had it now, I'd be there. <laughs> you can now book your virtual queue for Tron. <laughs> Perfect. I'm scheduling it for August. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. That would be hectic. <laughs> Yeah, Tron's going to use a virtual queue. They're also going to have lockers. Interesting. I'm going to be honest. I'm not 100% sure when it opens. I thought it was open already. Do you even listen to Spill the D? I do. Sometimes I zone out while I'm driving, though. <laughs> That's so fair. Because <laughs> I listen in the morning on my way to work. So. <laughs> that is so fair. It's opening on April 4th. Why did I think it was open already? Okay. <laughs> April 4th. That's okay, though. They're almost there. They're real close. Yeah, they're getting there. It's a lot closer than it seems. The train's open, so that means that Tron is open. Sure. If that's how your brain's working, why not? <laughs> 
That is spillity facts, everybody. <laughs> that the train is open. Tron is open. That's why the train was closed, was it not? You're not wrong. Science rules. <laughs> yeah, Tron's going to have a virtual queue. We saw this coming. Yeah, I mean, they've done it with every ride they've opened recently. And so. it seems to work really well. It does, yeah. They get the crowds under control for the first few months, and then once it kind of calms down a little bit, just get rid of it. Nothing's worse than spending your whole vacation in line just because you want to ride something. Yeah. Or not riding something because you don't want to spend five hours in line. True. Remember when Avatar first opened and it was like literally five hours. People were waiting. I'm thinking of when Slinky Dog Dash opened and Toy Story Land opened. And who was it? Letty that was in line for like eight hours? Yeah, it went all the way through the park just about. Yeah. That like, was she was there when literally Toy Story Land I know, opened which the is day wild. by accident. It wasn't even on purpose. Oh, that was by accident? I'm pretty sure it was by accident. I don't think her family planned to be there the day it opened, but they were like, all right, we're getting in line. That's horrible. <laughs> we're going to be here. If we're here, we're doing it. Speaking of Hollywood Studios, guess what character they have now? Yeah. Guess. It's one of my favorites ever. Might be my favorite ever. Favorite ever? Mm-hmm. Max Goof? Max Goof? Guess how he's dressed? I'm assuming Powerline. Powerline! <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I mean, we saw him at the Halloween party, but that was the first time that I've ever seen him at the park. I think that they're realizing that people love Max Goof. He does not get the love he deserves. And no, we saw him after we got engaged and we were about to get that tour of Tower of Terror. He was out on the balcony. Him and Goofy. There's a picture of the two of us with him. I don't remember that. So the only reason that I'm like, I know this happened. You can't tell me otherwise. Besides the photo is (laughs) when Ellie and I were doing the half marathon that morning, we picked which characters we would stop for. Like, no questions asked. We are both stopping and we're both taking a picture here. And hers was Marie from the Aristocats. Didn't Uh. see her. And mine was Max Goof. Didn't see him. And then immediately after you proposed, we go to get on Tower of Terror (laughs) and there's Max Goof. And Ellie was like, no freaking way. (laughs) What are the odds right now? Like, our minds were blown. And I was like, this is amazing. He's there a lot, actually. But yeah, now they have him coming out as Powerline. That's cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am so excited. I love ugh, everything about it. Favorite Disney movie. It's a good one. It is. Okay. And the last piece of news, and then we're going to hear from Meg, is Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Kadani Village side, is going to be under refurbishment from February 1st, right now, until September. So a good chunk of the year, they're going to be doing refurbishment and construction over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. So if you have your reservation there, it might be worth it to see if you can maybe switch it to the Jombo House rather mm-hmm. than Kadani Village. That's an option. Or just be ready for the construction because it's not going to happen like while you're sleeping or anything. They're uh-huh. really good about that. But it could be in your way. You could be trying to walk somewhere and have to get rerouted or it's just something that you're going to see while you're there. There's no hiding it. Yeah. Or if you don't have a trip planned, maybe book one now to stay there because they might have a discount for it. Oh my gosh, they did that when I remember Coronado Springs had a discount. Yeah, I, I um, knew I wasn't crazy about that. No, oh no, I'm sorry. It was I think it might have been Caribbean Beach. One of those two at one point. It was at like a discounted price when it was because the construction. construction was so extensive. Yeah, and it was like main areas were under construction. Everything. Yeah, so if you yeah. don't mind that, keep an eye on it. Maybe you'll get a discounted room at Animal Kingdom Lodge. <laughs> that one is not a spill the defect. <laughs> That one is a spill the D 
check on it. That's it a, might be a fact. That's a, that's a Rick hot take. That's a, okay, we can have a hot take. It's a, a Rick hot take. Keep an eye on it. I mean, Animal Kingdom Lodge, as far as the deluxe resorts go, is the cheaper one anyway. It tends to be more affordable, especially if you're just going for like a standard view there. You're not trying to get the Savannah view. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of the cheaper ones to stay at. Uh-huh. So no matter what, it's a great resort. True. But that is all that we have for the news. Tried to keep it kind of short and sweet this week. We're going to go into the episode. I am joined by the Magical Meg talking about Festival of the Arts. We're talking all of the food booths this week. Last week, we talked about everything that there is to do at the festival. Fair warning for this episode. It kind of just picks up out of nowhere. That is because the two of us actually talked for well over two hours about Festival of the Arts. So I just kind of cut it. So it's just going to pick up. We're on the second booth. I left one of the booths in the last episode as a preview. So if you missed that, go ahead back and listen to it. That's episode 103. Before we bring Meg on, Rick, thank you for joining me. No problem. I appreciate your help. Glad to be here. (laughs) Your support. (laughs) Anytime. Perfect. All right. Well, let's bring on Meg. So the next booth that we would enter if we're going more into the park is the Craftsman Courtyard. Have you eaten at this one? I have. I literally actually did last night. I had the Beef Wellington from there and it was top notch. Like this was literally a five out of five. I had some friends tell me that I had to get it this year and I made that happen last night and it was, it did not disappoint. It was amazing. That is the one I was going to say I would get if I got it. The fact that it's with prosciutto and in a puff pastry, I'm like, and mushroom. Oh, everything about it. It just sounds amazing. And they also have the mussels at this booth, which I almost got last night, but I decided to save that for another evening. I had this dish. It wasn't at Craftsman's Courtyard last year. I believe it was at a different booth. I could be wrong, but last year I literally had this, I want to say three to four times by myself. I just ate an entire bowl of mussels each time. I love shellfish. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm not eating the shell, <laughs> throw back to the, <laughs> for our, the previous booth we just talked about. But I love mussels. So this was one of my favorites. And so I'm absolutely going to get it again this year from here. The little pieces of bread that it looks like it's served with, that's the part I want from it. It looks like little yes. crostinis and they look so good. I'm not oh, a mussels insane. person. Okay. When comes, yeah. When it comes to fish, I'm, I, I don't consider myself a picky eater at all. I don't eat fish, but I eat shellfish. Oh, and then certain shellfish I don't like. So like, I don't like mussels. Scallops, it depends on how they're cooked. Okay. Like I'm, I'm, it's the only thing I feel like I'm picky with. But the it looks like little crostinis with it. And they look so good. They Yes, last year they were amazing. And just the, the broth that the mussels are sitting in, that then you can dip the crostini in. It's oh. Oh, so good. So good. Stop. My mouth is watering. Oh my <laughs> we're going to be so hungry after this recording. <laughs> um, as soon as we're done, I'm going to be like, all right, see ya. Got to go <laughs> Dinner <eat."> time. <laughs> so from there, we are going. This is the one I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on. I know you went to it yesterday because I saw it on your Instagram. Figment's oh. Inspiration Station at the Odyssey. Art, food, and little sparks of magic. The longest title ever for a booth. <laughs> and everything that's there looks amazing. It's incredible. So, and also this is just the coolest like little side note here. So this is set up inside of the Odyssey and it's basically this year serving as it's not official, but I kind of am considering it a festival center. If you remember Mm -hmm. years past at Epcot, they would sometimes have like a festival center. That was the hub 
for mm-hmm. the festival. And I kind of feel like this is the closest thing we have right now to a festival center because additionally you have, you know, the food booth in there, but they also have a setup of art that you can purchase. They usually have an artist meeting in there. This is also where you can come to pick up your figment popcorn bucket. Everyone knows the whole craze of the figment popcorn buckets. The chaos. The chaos of that last year. But this year, what is today's date that we are recording this? This is the 20 The 24th. This episode will come out on the 26th. There you go. So just as of yesterday, when I was in Epcot, they still had figment popcorn buckets a plentiful. So Disney got smart this year and they've definitely stocked up. So I feel like they're going to be there throughout the entire duration of the festival. So if you're heading to Epcot, you should be able to get one because yeah, everyone will know last year that was like the big thing that they so quickly sold out. There was just mass chaos with that. There was five hour waits at one point for a figment popcorn bucket. But anyway, that's where you can get it this year. And they do have an abundant amount of figments in there. (laughs) Then they have um, the food booths in there, the food booth that they have. I have tried, have I tried everything? Yes. I've now actually tried every single thing that they have from figments inspiration station food wise. And I have thoughts of good, bad, amazing in between. Yeah. All right. Let's hear your best and your worst. Okay. So my best, Ooh, that's hard. Cause I actually, I really did like, I really enjoyed three out of the four. And then the, the fourth was just an absolute no go. It was don't get it. So let me start that with probably what would be my favorite so one of my top is actually one of the beverages. It is the grape smoothie and it comes with freeze dried Skittles on top, which was so fun. I'm not even a fan of Skittles, but freeze dried Skittles. I could eat an entire bag of freeze dried Skittles. Isn't you are weird? not the first person I've heard this from. Apparently the freeze dried really? Skittle, freeze dried Skittles. Oh, that's hard to say is enough reason to go to this booth. I was oh, told yeah. that they're amazing. And like, if you're going to skip this booth, don't go get something with these Skittles seriously like it is so good like I said I don't even like regular skittles but a freeze-dried skittle I I love so this smoothie it's a grape smoothie very very sweet if you like sweet which I do like sweet (laughs) you will be very happy with it one of the main reasons I got it was that it comes with a souvenir figment cup oh cute of course I was drawn in by that but I would stick around for I mean the grape smoothie in and of itself amazing got the freeze-dried skittles on there When we then go look at the food items here, you can also get the freeze-dried Skittles with the rainbow cake, which I shared this with my friend when I was there the other night, and it was incredible. It's basically a vanilla cake, but the different layers are dyed to look like a rainbow. So it's really fun. It's whimsical. It makes for a perfect Instagram photo. And the cake itself was so moist. It was delicious. Like I would, sometimes, you know, these things are more so made for Instagram and it's just like, oh, look at this like heavy food diet, you know, cake or whatever. Mm -hmm. But no, seriously, I recommend it. It was incredible. And it's really easy to mess up cake when you're mass producing it like that. Yeah. For it to be a dry, gross cake. So that's really exciting that it came out so well. It did. Yes. And it has the freeze-dried Skittles on top. So it's another way that you can get the freeze-dried Skittles. And what is the worst thing that you got there? So the worst thing that I got there was the popped art. So it's a really cute concept because it's essentially, it's a pop tart, but it's spelled like popped art. Mm-hmm. So it's a little play on, little play on words, a little play on words there. And the description of it, it's a sugar cookie with blueberry filling. 
honestly, this was the worst thing that I've had at a festival in a very long time. Like Ooh, it, it really take. was not good. Go to Publix and just buy a actual Pop-Tart and it's going to be better than this thing was. It was dry. The cookie itself was dry mm-hmm. and the blueberry filling like really didn't add anything. I was first bit into it. You know, I didn't get any filling and it yeah. was just a dry cookie. And I'm like, oh, maybe like once I get to the filling, it'd be better. It did not add anything. The filling was not very sweet at all. I was just not a fan. Like the whole thing was just wasn't doing it for me. Now, have you had a lunchbox tart from Woody's Lunchbox? I actually, I don't think I have. No. Okay. It looks similar to that. That's why I was curious, but I wouldn't consider that a cookie. So I don't, I'm assuming that it's made differently, but they, in the photos, they look similar and the lunchbox tart, I thought it was good. Not great. It was good. I didn't need it again. I got it one time and I was set. You were good. Yeah. Then the other food item here is the fruit pizza, which that, okay, we're going back to loving things again. That was fruit amazing. Pizza. Fruit pizza. So it's super cute. It's basically, it's a, a slice of watermelon that's cut, you know, in okay. the shape of a pizza. But it's really, this is where once again, they go above and beyond when it comes to presentation because it has compressed cantaloupe which are literally compressed down into these little circles that it would almost be like pepperoni or something cute. on there. So it's super cute. And compressed cantaloupe is amazing. Um, I never had compressed cantaloupe prior to trying this item. And literally it makes it like sweeter, I think, because of the way that they that it, like compress balls it, it down, yeah. whatever it does to it. Yeah, it was very good. And then it also is topped with berries and then a berry balsamic. It's a can't huh. miss. When you need something then healthy to break up, you know, in the day. It's a fun little thing to try. Interesting. Fruit pizza. Would have never thought of it. I definitely want to go there. I have been loving everything that they have been putting there. Yeah. So like they haven't missed with it yet. Mm -hmm. So from there, we'll start in Mexico, I guess. I'm normally a start in Canada kind of gal. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I know that's always a a big debate. I know. I am typically Mexico, Mexico first person. So I like to end with the... You know what it is? I'm not a big fan of their margaritas there. So it doesn't like, I'm not like, oh my God, I got to start with a margarita. Cause like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a margarita snob. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> they're okay. I know. Hot take. Sorry, hot guys. Take. Please don't turn the podcast off. You already made it this far. <laughs> okay. Then I have a quick question. What's your favorite world showcase beverage then if you're not going to Mexico for a margarita? Huh. I feel like I probably say a different answer every single time I'm asked this question. I. <laughs> I love ciders, so I like when they have the apple orchard or when they just have the ciders over in the Canada Pavilion. Big fan of any cider that they have there. And then, hmm, I'm trying to think. In Italy, they have an Italian margarita that's really good, too. Ooh, I've actually not tried that there before. Usually, I am the Mexico margarita to start off type person, Mm -hmm. but... I got to try that now, the Italian margarita. Italian margarita. It's really good. They have it at like every festival now. I'm not positive that they have it at this one, but I'm sure they do because it's it's really good. It's delicious. But yeah, anywhere that That's I can awesome. get some kind of cider, I'm happy. And I like the funky ciders. Like I'll try the pink lemonade cider, the fruit berry explosion sp- cider. I'm like, yeah, let me try it. And usually like 99% of the time, I like it. That's awesome. If the cider doesn't like make my teeth tingle, it's not great. <laughs> so going into mexico the mexico yeah. pavilion here's another one that i'm not going to be able to say their booth is called el arista Umbrianto. oh i think i did pretty good oh i think that's very good better than oh. i would have done <laughs> i think i did pretty decent there 
considering I didn't pre-read it. That was just like off the top of the dome. Sometimes I think when you don't think about it, it comes mm-hmm. off better. <laughs> yeah. So what have you had from here? I have actually not had anything this year yet from this booth. I'm trying to think if I've had anything in the past. I don't believe that I have. So this is one that I have to hit up. Um, looking at the menu right now, I definitely would want to try the dessert item here, the flan de coco, flan de coco, um, which is coconut flan, guava sauce, and whipped cream. That sounds amazing. You know what? Almost everything on this menu is new. So that would make sense if you haven't had any of it before looking at it. There we go. <laughs> I would want the horache de champagne. Pinones, guys, I'm really sorry if you're listening to this and speak Spanish. I'm so sorry. It's guajillo chili and corn maza horache with pinto beans, oyster mushrooms, Napoles, queso fresco, and pea tendrils. That sounds awesome to me. That does, yeah. They had me with queso. Anything that you get some queso oh, yeah. on there, yeah, let's go well, with that. <laughs> I originally was going to say the carne asada, but it's with sweet potatoes, and I don't like sweet potatoes that much. You know what? I'm thinking that just jogged my memory when, yeah, looking at that, I want to say that I had that in years past there. Okay. Or they may have said something similar. Probably, it's maybe listed not as new, so it's else. probably, right. you probably have like a modified version of it. Right. Or maybe it was even at the Food and Wine Festival, there was something like that. But yes, it was Wait. done with sweet potato puree. puree. And it was, yeah, not my number one. Mm-hmm. It's more so like when I'm having something savory, I definitely want savory yeah to have that sweet in there was yeah just not just not my number one yeah not your first choice Mm -hmm. so luckily the next one I can say no problem now we're going into China and it's the painted panda there we go (laughs) there we go have you eaten at this one I have I have not eaten there this year yet I'm looking here I believe I had the whatever the bao bun was last year I had that and it was amazing see I would go for the, the general Swiss chicken that's my go-to order at home so I feel like I'd have to try it there you see I think we we need to definitely have an Epcot day together because we seem to go for the opposite item which is but fun. like I still want a bite then you can, exactly then you can like try it <laughs> exactly yeah I just I want a bite of everything yes I did this have is my if I can only have one that's what I'm getting <laughs> I had one of my friends got the panda bubble milk from here, the bubble milk tea, which is black tea, milk, chocolate, and tapioca boba pearls. And they said it was amazing. Top notch. So you know what's funny? I never get drinks in China. There's never anything that looks good enough that I want it. But this Silk Road hard lemonade sounds amazing. Made with Smirnoff vodka, lavender coconut syrup, and lemonade. Like that sounds so good to me. And I don't even really do coconut normally, but that sounds amazing. I've heard very good reviews on that. That's on my list as well. I haven't made it happen yet, but definitely before this season ends this festival I need to get over there also the other drink the sea butterfly sounds incredible that one's the butterfly pea flower infused cocktail with smirnoff vodka light rum lychee syrup and magic boba pearl so it's another fun boba drink I want to try that one sounds good China going for the vodka this year they're doing it right right (laughs) can't go wrong with just putting a little vodka in it so from there we're going to refreshment outpost and this is where the famous Artist palette jumbo chocolate chip cookie is. Have you had it? I actually have not. Or actually, maybe I did years ago, but mm-hmm. I don't have like a 
distinct memory. I it's on my list once again to try this year. I want to get that. And it's really cute. I always see like families going around world showcase that their kids will have this and the kids are just like living their best life. Literally it comes with a paintbrush. So the kids will be like mixing around the icings and painting their cookie. And it's so fun. Yeah. It's adorable. For anyone who doesn't know, it literally looks like a palette that an artist would hold their paint on and they like it's a cookie that they cut a hole into and they put different color icings on it. So kids literally can paint. Yes. And they give you that little paintbrush. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's literally amazing. do that. Just like paint, play with your food. <laughs> play with do your everything food. your parents always told you not to do. It's great. <laughs> that's Disney. Right. So that's what I would get there. So I have not had anything from this booth this year. But the plant-based bratwurst, I usually don't go for plant-based things, but that actually sounds very, very interesting um, with spicy turmeric aioli, coffee, barbecue, jackfruit, and slaw on top. That does sound very good. Everything on it sounds amazing. And I'm not opposed to plant-based. Like I will try it. So I would definitely get this. And the best part about this, if I was there with Rick for a say, he is, you know, I'm not doing plant-based. So I wouldn't even share it. (laughs) There you go. More for you. Right? I get him to eat it when I don't tell him that that's what it is. But <laughs> See, that would be a really good review then. Like, can, could you mm-hmm. get him to believe that it's real meat? I agree. I'll have to try it. <laughs> I try it all the time. I'm like, here, eat this. Usually he can tell when something's not Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> not always, but he'll usually get it. But I do think that that sounds amazing. That does. And I have had, I believe it was at the Food and Wine Festival at the Impossible Food Booth there. I forget what I had. I think it was some type of a taco that literally I couldn't tell that it was fake meat, that it was impossible meat. I the think way that they you, had it seasoned and everything was like. They're impossible on. slider. You can cannot tell. At Maybe Food and Wine Festival, yes. it is delicious. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's spicy and delicious. Yes. All right, guys, we're going to take a second real quick to remind you that our podcast is officially a 407 and Beyond podcast. Woohoo! 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. is a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency that books and plans family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, Disney Cruise Line, and so much more. It doesn't cost extra to book with them. Their services are 100% free. Their vacation planners are going to help plan the client's perfect family vacation, so all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. You can start by getting a free no obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. And now I'm going to go back to Meg. Just a reminder on that one too. Meg is actually the official YouTuber of 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. So we got the whole fam here this week. All right, back to me and Meg. Okay, so from there, we're going to Germany. This is the Pastoral Palette. Have you eaten here? I... I have not yet this year had anything from the pastoral palette, but in years past, I had the red wine braised beef short rib. And I'm not typically a beef person. Like I, I enjoy beef obviously, but it's not like my number one Mm -hmm. choice that I would typically go for when I'm at these festivals. But my dad actually ordered it and I had tried some and it was amazing. Like I would go back and get a full one of these just to enjoy myself it is so tender. That was the takeaway I had from it was that the meat just melted in your mouth. With a parsnip puree too, that's probably delicious. Almost like a meat yes. and potato kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. That good German comfort mm-hmm. food. All my family has like the European ancestry. So we love like yet yeah, German comfort food is where oh, we yeah. And the beverages that are here, some of these are actually what they normally have. 
Um, so like the Three Daughters Brewing Rosé Hard Cider, they had that at Food & Wine this year and the Frozen Rosé also at Food & Wine. The Frozen Rosé is what pushed me over the edge at Food & Wine this year while <laughs> drinking. A bachelorette party was like, you got to get it. I was like, yeah, I do. And that was when I finished that, I was like, all right, I've had enough alcohol for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. But it was delicious. 10 out of 10 recommend. I have not tried it. So now I I should try it. It doesn't have a super strong flavor. It's kind of just like an icy. um, But on a hot day, it's great. And I didn't think it was that strong, but again, it was what pushed me over the edge. So maybe it was secretly strong or maybe everything at that point. So that was the tipping point. Yeah. So I don't know if it actually was a strong drink or if I was at that point. There you go. Maybe I'll just try it when I haven't had anything else yet in the evening and I can give you a a review on how strong we actually think it is. Perfect. So would you like to try and say the Italy one? Oh, okay. Here we go. Challenge for me. I'm going to say, um, Le Art de Meringue? So I think it's, Menagerie. Menagerie? Yes. I think it's La Arte de Mangiare. Mangiare. You That's see, nice. I, typically in my vlogs, I will like not even attempt it. I'm just like, oh, here's the festival booth in Italy. <laughs> in Italy. Well, <laughs> manja is eat. So I think it's Mangiare. Mangiare. That sounds I think more this- Italian. I took Italian in high school, but I could still be butchering this. I'm pretty sure this literally says eat the art. Fun. There we go. (laughs) Or art you can eat. So that is the name of the Italy booth. Have you had food here before? Everything on here is new food wise. So I actually went here the other day with my friend and I had the mozzarella Frida, mozzarella Frida, which is fried mozzarella. It's just fried piece of mozzarella cheese beautiful and it is so it's amazing you don't need anything more than that in life that's really all you need and it is the cutest thing it's served on a palette like literally a paint palette so it's this plastic paint palette so in the middle of the plate is the fried mozzarella then they use the little like how do i want to describe this paint paint circles paint spots little thank you the little paint circles the paint spots they then use that to fill with different dipping sauces that sounds amazing. So they have everything from, I remember, I love the one balsamic. They have a pesto sauce. They have a- Dude, I'm starving. Right, seriously. Make they me have, so hungry. It was absolutely incredible. 10 out of 10 would recommend that one. That's one that you should definitely try. And it's fun. The fact that there's all the different sauces, like I believe there was four or five sauces that were on there. So that made it so fun as well to get to- try out and when you're with friends and be like oh which one's our favorite and everything it was very good yeah looking at the picture they have it looks like there's four and they put two each two each of, one yes. is in two circles exactly so eight spots total four of each that's really good and you and, better believe i i kept that plate as well i oh, you have brought to. that home and like i'm like i love this this is just so cute that's one of those things you keep for a little bit and then a few weeks later you end up throwing it away right you're like this is just bogging down you're like life. why did i keep this <laughs> And if you look on that list, Italian margarita with tequila Ooh, okay. and limoncello right on there. That's the one. Is that the one? So do they serve that year round at the Italy? It's Is always it? a, it's at every festival. I've seen it oh at I've okay. seen it at Festival of the Arts, obviously. I'm seeing it right now. I've seen it at Flower of Garden and I've seen it at Food and Wine. Okay, I need to make that happen. Next time I'm gonna try that, I'll send you a, a picture of perfect. Last <laughs> my time first I was Italian at Margarita. Festival of the Holidays, I hadn't had it yet. So I okay. could have been there, but I'm not sure. It definitely, that is it with the tequila and limoncello. That's awesome. 
So the, the ravioli from here, my friend had that and I tried a little piece of it and it was very good. And yeah, she ate the whole day. She loved it. I love ravioli. You can't go wrong with ravioli. You, you really can't. And it's so funny because every time we talk about the Italy booths, I'm always like, oh, it's good, but it's so expensive. But their food is the most filling and their drinks are the strongest, I think. So like like that margarita is like $14, which feels like a lot from a festival, but it's a really strong margarita. You definitely get your money's worth because I think that's always when I'm – I always am looking at typically like the alcohol or something like that. And I'm like, oh, it's just so expensive. But that's always good to know, like hear a review like that, that it – it's you get worth your money's it. worth. It's worth it. Same thing with the food in Italy. Like sometimes food and wine festival will have gnocchi and it'll be like $12. I'm like, why do I want to pay $12 at this booth when the food in the next booth is five? But then I'm right. like, it's a big plate of gnocchi, which is so filling. And I've had that before too. And I've always say to myself like, oh, it's just pasta. Like sometimes I'll put it down like that. Like, yeah, why am I going to spend the money when, you know, mm. you can get that so many places, but no, it's the real deal. Of it. It's so like, worth it, it definitely is the real deal. So I also am a fan. Yeah. So worth it. So from there, this one, I have no problem saying this is the artist table. This is at the American Adventure <laughs> this Pavilion. Is the American Adventure. Yes. We know how to pronounce this one. Have you eaten here? I have not yet for this year it's and all I, new I'm food looking this it's year. all new isn't it yeah <laughs> so I have not had anything I definitely want to try the dessert offering here the hummingbird cake that sounds so amazing good. and I know that's a very much so a southern thing hummingbird cake which I don't mm-hmm. even know if I've had hummingbird cake I believe they have it at Disney Springs at Chef Art Smith's uh, yes, that's why I've heard of it. yes I think you're right because I thought when you said it, I actually thought that it was something from Lancaster because that's usually oh, yeah. if it if I don't if I've like heard of something, I just assume that it's from Lancaster, <laughs> and that's why. But no, I think that I think you're right. I think it's Chef Art Smith's. So the description: banana cake with pineapple, coconut, pecans, and cream cheese frosting with banana sorbet. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> It was to me. It would depend on how strong the banana taste is because I'm a weirdo. Uh, I get laughed at a lot. I like banana, but not if it's too banana-y. Um, <laughs> so it ha- starts to have that like fake banana taste. Um, and yes, it is at Chef R. Smith's. It's $14 there. I got the menu pulled up. And theirs doesn't have coconut in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely would want to give this a try this year. Yeah, I think that would definitely be worth it to try. I am a big meatloaf person. I would totally try this three-meat meatloaf with peas and carrots because it's a pea pudding and carrot ketchup. So it has my attention. I'd like to know what that means. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. Yeah, I definitely want to try that now as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where once again, you get that this festival is definitely the most, they just let the chefs like go to town with like just artistry that is thrown into these foods and these dishes. It's so creative. Like the creativity level is insane. Beautiful. It really is. And the last thing I just want to, I know we haven't talked about every food at every place, but this duck and dumplings, it has a ricotta dumpling, which I think sounds delicious. That does sound amazing. It sounds really good. So lately, Disney has been including the funnel cake booth as one of the booths that they count. So the funnel, they do like a specialty funnel cake is how they do it now. So the specialty one is a mocha funnel cake. Are you a coffee drinker? Does that sound good to you at all? I am a big coffee drinker. Okay. So this does sound very interesting to me. And I have yet to actually try any of these exclusive festival funnel cakes that they do at the funnel cake booth there in America. But this one might have to be the first that I indulge in because yeah, reading the description right now, mocha funnel, mocha funnel cake, 
mini funnel cake with cappuccino ice cream topped with chocolate whipped cream and M&Ms. That's amazing. <laughs> I just want the chocolate whipped cream and M&Ms. I don't need the rest of it personally. Right. <laughs> but I love the idea that they do these mini ones because sometimes you do want a funnel cake. When it comes down to it in the end, Disney is still a theme park. Like right. Epcot has all this going on. You're still in a theme park. You still sometimes just want the funnel cake. So I love that yes. it's the mini one. And chocolate whipped cream, I don't like whipped cream, but I like chocolate whipped cream. And I ne- can never find it anywhere. So, like, I, I would just take the it. top off. <laughs> so, if you want to share this one, I'll take the top. You take, You'll the, take the toppings and then just let here you would have the funnel cake itself. I have to admit, I honestly, until sitting here and like reading this right now, I didn't realize that it's a tiny portion of a funnel cake. Like, I just always assumed anything that came out of that window there was just the full size funnel cake. But mm-hmm. knowing that it's the little portion now, I would definitely go get this even sooner. Um, yeah. When I need my little sweet treat in Epcot. And it's a good one. It definitely is. I have gotten funnel cakes from that booth before and I've really enjoyed them. I've gotten them in Hollywood studios and I have yet to get a good one. I've tried two or three times, but at that booth in Epcot, I've gotten a good one every time. Oh, good to know. Very good to know. So next we're going to Morocco. There's nothing in Japan, I guess. Japan. Um, there is. Yes. Yes. Go Go Shiki. Go Shiki. Yes. Sushi. Have you been there? I have been there. I have been with a friend who tried the sushi donut and they really enjoyed it. I've yet to try it myself, but I know I need to try it. I actually asked a question on my Instagram story of what food items should I try? And literally like 90% of the people all said, get the sushi donut. That was like the big thing everyone (laughs) suggested trying because looking at it, I mean, it's a sushi donut. It is like artistry. It's just so visually appealing. So visually appealing. It is such a cool thing to say that you tried. So I need to make that happen. I'm like not, I'm so weird though when it comes to sushi because I enjoy sushi, but I typically always go for like the California rolls and the cooked Mm -hmm. like tempura. I do cooked sushi. (laughs) Yes, I'm the boring sushi person. So this one is definitely stepping out of my comfort zone because it does feature, you know, raw fish, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to make it happen. And that's, once again, when we go back to saying the nice thing at these festivals is you can step out of your comfort zone and get tinier portions of various food items and know if you like it and not feel like you wasted money if it's something that isn't for you. So I definitely want to try this out. And I love that it comes with the wasabi aioli, sriracha aioli, and eel sauce. Eel sauce is one of my favorite things ever with sushi. I order it on the side no matter what I get. I think it's so good. That's good to know. Yeah. I I don't know if I've actually ever tried it. So You might have and didn't know the name of it because it took me a while. It's like that like black sticky sauce that comes on sushi occasionally. Okay. Yes. I like that. That's really good. Okay. So that's eel sauce. Yeah. I just get it like (laughs) on the side of all sushi now. I have tried here, not this year, but in years past. And it, it's cool. This is a very cool thing. It's the cocktail that's here. One of the beverages, the, I'm going to butcher the name, but Masu Saki, I believe. That's I think that's right. It. Yeah. It's the Saki that's here. And it is served in a traditional personalized wooden cup. So it's literally oh. like a box. Like it's a square, like it was the weirdest thing to figure out how to drink from it. It's literally like a tiny wooden box. But what is amazing is they actually have a Japanese artisan that when you order this, they ask you your name 
and they personalize, they write your name in Japanese on the side of this wooden cup and it is a take home like souvenir. That is cool. It's the coolest thing. I talked to a guy the other night at Epcot. I overheard him tell his party that he's going to take it home and actually get it like etched, like fire, mm-hmm. you know, engraved because like that is just the coolest keepsake. And yeah. it's just a really good beverage. I had never tried sake before. This was the first time that I tried sake was this was last year at the festival. And I loved it. It's basically a extremely strong. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to Morocco. This one, I end up skipping for a lot of the festivals because it's just in the Tangerine Cafe. I know. I always, like, forget it's in there because mm-hmm. for years, the Tangerine Cafe used to be a quick service, you know? So yeah. it was just like, you knew it was going to be there. You wanted to focus on the festival things, but... They've now, ever since that quick service shut down, they're using that space as the technical festival booth, um, yeah. if you will, for the, but it's in an actual quick service location. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. So I also always forget that that's like back there. Yeah. And there's honestly, when they used to have, they would do the hummus fries. They did that with, I believe food and wine festival had it. I think they had it at like every festival was those hummus fries. They were always really good, but they were kind of a little expensive for what you were getting. And then they do the at the booth not in tangerine cafe they would have like the griddled cheese i'd get that but like i wouldn't stop for either thing on this list right now this is one that i would absolutely yeah like i don't need the carrots three ways like mm, there's other better things you know what i mean like it seems like a round world showcase Mm. i will say last year i did try the chai tea mint mimosa which was amazing it was so good it was definitely expensive though. Like I feel like the mimosas at the Epcot festivals are never obviously like the bang for your buck. Yeah. Because I think I paid like, I once again, don't have the accurate price on here, but I just remember feeling like it wasn't worth it. Like there would have been other better things to try. But that being said, I'm glad that I tried it. And if it sounds like it would be really good to good for you, I would definitely recommend it because yeah, it was great. It's Twinings um, branded chai tea with key lime, sparkling wine, and mint. It was very good. I could see that being really good. Yeah. And then the carrots three ways though, this is just good to note for if you have any um, dietary restrictions, that is plant-based, obviously it's carrots, but that's a good gluten and wheat friendly option for people who are, have a restricted diet who are trying to eat around the world because sometimes it can get a little tough. Yes. And I do like that with like, I'm looking at the festival passport right here and I'm sure yeah, you see too with like online, they actually have symbols in all of the festival passports for vegan options for gluten-free gluten-friendly options. They have symbols for all of that, uh, which is very helpful. Cause I know I have one of my friends has a lot of food allergies and different things like that. So I do love that Epcot and just Disney in general, they are very good with that. Like mm-hmm. being mindful of having enough offerings that um, everybody can enjoy. And what I found too is a lot of times they have full on vegan options, but if you're a vegetarian, not a vegan, and they have the regular version and a vegan version, sometimes if you ask nicely, depending on who's working, they might mix and match a little bit for you. So if you don't eat meat, but you do eat cheese, they might give you the regular cheese option. You might have to pay for whatever one would be more expensive but like you don't need all of the vegan options just because you need the fake meat right fake meat? is that the right word to use there fake meat. i know i keep saying that too what um meat plant-based plant-based <laughs> plant-based meat. Meat. there you go all right so walking we're still going around now we're between morocco and Fa- and france we have vibrante and vivido in canto cochina 
Ooh. You said that very well. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. That's because a kid in a Burger King playground corrected me on how to say Encanto. Oh, really? There you yes, go. Yeah, you don't mess with that. <laughs> I said Encanto. And he was like, uh, no, my parents are from Latino heritage. It's Encanto. That was literally like word for word what he said to me. And I said, oh okay, thank you. I will not mess that up again. <laughs> You were corrected. There you I go. was I was corrected by an eight-year-old and I'll never mess it up again. So in Kanto Cucina, what do you think? Have you had food from here? I have not this year, but I definitely had food from here last year. And I don't I think they did change some of the menu items up from what I am seeing. Except last year I did have the passion fruit mousse with dragon fruit jam, which seems like Ooh. it is returning again this year. Sounds and delicious. it was amazing. Yes. I'm really happy that they brought this booth back as well because last year at this time, Encanto had just premiered and that was when the whole internet was in a craze of we don't talk about Bruno and just surface pressure. Exactly. So I knew that, you know, it was like a fun thing that Disney did because that movie was relevant and just came out. But it was I was excited to see that it was returning again this year because I really did like a lot of the food offerings that they had. I had that mousse. I had one of the savory items there last year. I just can't remember which one I had. And that's where I'm looking at the menu and I'm thinking maybe some things have changed it may have been the empanada that I had I remember everything I had from there I loved so I would be all over that empanada it's chorizo and potato empanada with a turmeric aioli and a natto aioli oh my gosh I would be all over that yep sold (laughs) also the beverage that's here I believe it is the same as last year the coconut and passion fruit smoothie Mm -hmm. was so good and it comes in another one of those fun little take-home cups like souvenir cups that it's mm-hmm. the it's just a festival the arts themed glass they're actually my juice classes that I have in my apartment <laughs> to this day because I had just moved here last year during this festival and I remember I think I had between me and my friends I got myself four of those little juice glasses <laughs> I would be all over this passion fruit daiquiri too yes yes I want to try that that would be very good Oh, I don't know how to say this next one. I'm going to say La Art de la Cuisine Francisco. Francis? That was the word that confused me on it. Yes. Definitely. The France Pavilion. The France Pavilion. We're going to go with that. Yes. Have you eaten here? I have. And this is one of my favorite food items of the entire festival is the brie that is here in the bread bowl I knew you were gonna say that one that's the one that everybody freaks out about and that one is the one that it's like money wise everything it's worth it it is such a good value and you get a nice size little you know portion as well it's so good so I believe it that sounds and it's also one that always has a very long line but I think that speaks volumes that everybody is such a big fan of the France Mm -hmm. pavilion there um from this and specifically this booth it's worth it to wait I think last year I went it was like the first weekend of the festival or something and I remember waiting like a half an hour for this brie but Red Bull and now mind you that was opening weekend so it's not like that all the time but this should be a good testament of I would absolutely wait a half hour again to get this item because it was that good. And that line is long at every festival. Like if you want to eat from the France booth, you're going to have to wait in line. Yes. Without fail every time. (laughs) But it's usually worth it. I agree. This brie sounds amazing. Also a molten chocolate and hazelnut cake. 
That sounds awesome. That sounds really good. Yeah. I'm looking at right here too, the um, croissant that they have. That I love it's a good a, croissant. Yes. Black winter truffle croissant. That also sounds amazing. I want to try that as well. That sounds really good. I would love a good croissant. Oh my goodness. Now, are you a fan of the beverages from this pavilion? Because I know that you said that usually you're starting this direction and I actually have not yet had the, everyone talks about the frozen martini from here. I have had it. It is delicious. It is very strong. I actually had it the one time we couldn't find in the booklet. We couldn't find the Italian margarita. So we're like, all right, we'll get the lemon one here in France. And then we ended up getting it in Italy as well. But yeah, the frozen martinis, delicious. Delicious. So I good. I actually had it at the last festival we went to also. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really good. I definitely do recommend that. If you're willing to wait in the line, worth it. Worth it. <laughs> Those lines are... I don't normally wait in the France line. I'm not going to lie. It's, I think it can be, it literally is the only booth that I know of that will have a full on wraparound line. Like they have it bob and weave through the little garden area behind it. Yes. (laughs) It is crazy. All right. We got five more. Don't worry, guys. I swear we're we're going through this. (laughs) Our lap of the showcase. Our lap of the showcase. So gourmet landscapes. This one is in Canada. We skipped right over the UK. They didn't have anything. Gourmet landscapes. Have you gotten anything here? So I have not had anything this year, but last year I had the wild mushroom risotto and it was very good. I'm looking at the picture here in this passport book. And I remember it was a really chilly day, the day that I was there. And it just like warmed me up and was so Mm -hmm. good. The risotto had a nice like creamy consistency to it. Very, very good. I love risotto. You can't go wrong. It's so good. So and this good. one was, yeah, it was up there with. I believe it. Yeah. I would want to try that as well as the roasted bone marrow with onion marmalade, pickled mushrooms, and petite lettuce. I am a sucker for an onion. I, I'm the only person you'll ever meet, probably whose favorite vegetable is onions. Really? Oh yeah. I oh my gosh, I love onions. I try not to eat them raw, even though I could because of people around me. I try and be considerate. <laughs> I oh onion marmalade just sounds amazing and then obviously the roasted bone marrow sounds good too but onion marmalade oh yes please Canada always has some really good ones and I feel like some very nice like hearty like I said like when I had the risotto it was a colder evening and right now is definitely the time of year in Florida like yesterday I was literally in the middle of the day I was outside in like a t-shirt and shorts and then in the evening I needed to have like two sweatshirts on and like I was (laughs) definitely very cold yeah it's you never know this time of year what way it's gonna go so yes when you do get those like cooler days that happen I really like the hardiness and the warm you know dishes Mm -hmm. that they have here in Canada it's a good one speaking of the warm dishes if we go across the street to the deconstructed dish this deconstructed french onion soup that was the first thing I had this year at the festival and how was it It was amazing. And I say this in my opening night vlog because I've had it in, I believe I've had it in years past. And I remember it was amazing and it still was amazing this year, but it was cold. That was my only complaint, like keeping it real. And it's not supposed to be, I'm assuming. It's not supposed to be cold. No, it's supposed to be, it was one of those things that, and it also was an absolutely freezing night. Like I needed my winter jacket down here in Florida. Okay. I was wondering if it was like one of those things that it was just like, okay, it was a super cold night. So it quickly got cold but also it was opening day when I was there 
at the very end of the night. So they could have just been trying to, you know, pump out, you know, the food yeah. quickly. So I give that a pass. I definitely want to try it again. Um, because I remember having it in years past and it was amazing. It sounds amazing. It's so cool. It's almost like the way it's sitting on top. Um, it looks like a pierogi and then you have to like cut into it. And then that's where the soup is. Like all the soup is like inside hmm. of that. I'd call it like the pierogi type thing. Yeah. And you cut into it and then the broth goes everywhere. And yeah, you can mix in all the components. So that's a really good one. I also want to try the deconstructed BLT. I had that last year and it was so good. That sounds really good. Yeah. And once again, with the creativity aspect of these like really, you know, fancy dishes, like presentation wise, it's amazing. And then have you had this deconstructed beverage, this apple pie a la mode? I have not had this and I really am interested to try it. So yeah, it's the apple cinnamon um, gelato, cinnamon apple cider, apple pie filling and strudel. And it's non-alcoholic that I need to try. I did not make that happen last year. Based off of everything else that you've said you liked so far, it sounds like something that you would like. It does seem like something up my alley. It seems very sweet. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I need to make that happen. Reminds me of like the smoothies that you said you liked. Yes. All right. And then we have the refreshment port. So not the refreshment outpost. Now we're at the refreshment port. <laughs> I always mix those two up. Yes. The refreshment port, refreshment outpost, which one is which? Yes. It's not the refreshment outpost, but they actually are serving the same things this year. So the only difference is where the refreshment outpost has the bratwurst, the refreshment port has gnocchi. Yes. It's a gnocchi, nope. It's a gnocchi poutine as well, which I love poutine. I love a good poutine. Yes. It's so good. And I have had the poutines from here in the past. I want to say I had it during the festival of the holidays. They do the holiday poutine. Mm -hmm. With the turkey and gravy. Basically turkey cranberry stuffing oh my gosh that is so so good I would be very curious to try this one yeah no it definitely it looks delicious I don't normally stop there either that seems worth it to stop it there and then again you can get the artist palette chocolate chip cookie as well yes need to make that happen once again another good like Instagram photo op I feel like with that oh yeah cookie. <laughs> this whole festival is like one giant ad for Disney because everyone just posts pictures of their food pictures, because it is yes. Instagrammable they're <laughs> Phone Eats first here. Yes. Now, Pop Eats has a new item. Tomato soup with pimento cheese, bacon, and fried green tomato grilled cheese. That sounds so good to me. Did you get to try it this year? I have not gotten to try it yet. Okay. I really, really want to try it. I'm pretty sure I never tried it last year either. It's actually really funny. No, it's brand new. Oh, yeah. Brand new. Okay. Because I know last year at Pop Eats, they had some type of a like grilled cheese and tomato soup, but it wasn't this exact thing. No, it does say, so they did have tomato soup and grilled cheese last year. They have it again this year. But then the option with the bacon is the one that has the pimento cheese and the fried green tomato. So the fancier one is the newer one. Is the newer one. Yeah, because last year it was literally just grilled cheese, right? It was just grilled cheese and tomato soup. And I remember we actually, I was with my parents on opening day last year and we really wanted to try it. But this was the booth that had the figment popcorn bucket as well. 
So literally we were there that opening day when it was the five hour line at one point to get the figment popcorn bucket. And I remember all we wanted was the um, soup, the tomato soup and grilled cheese. And I remember going up and asking a cast member like, oh, is there like a line just for the food here? And there wasn't, you would have had to wait in that figment line. That's terrible. So Disney this year, they they learned and it was now that's why figment has his own location and everything. Yeah, because people are probably furious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. And furious enough with the five-hour line, but also, like, you literally can't get the food. That's terrible. That was there. Yeah, it definitely. That just shows, like, they did not anticipate Figment being as no. big of a deal. No, because Figment Disney fans go strong. <laughs> under, they underestimate Figment is what they it really is. They really do, and yeah. I think after the popcorn bucket fiasco, they have realized how much people like Figment. And now he has popcorn buckets again. He's like the face of Festival of the Arts. He's getting oh, yeah. a me and green. Like they have, I, they have realized. I feel like I have this weird, crazy prediction that I feel like when the figment meet and greet is introduced, that's when we'll go away from having a virtual queue for guardians. And I feel like they're going to need a virtual queue for meeting figment. Interesting. It's or even if they possible. still have a virtual queue for Guardians, they're going to need some type of a virtual queue for this figment meet and greet, at least Maybe. for the first month. It's going to be crazy. I think just stick him in the field where they put Winnie the Pooh. Just let right. people leave to him. <laughs> let there be this massive mob around that yeah, area. Yeah, just let the chaos go all over there and you're good. And we have one more, our last one Deco Delights. Yes. Oh my goodness. This one. Have I tried anything? I had stuff here last year for sure. I have not tried anything yet this year, but I'm trying to think what I had last year. I had the chocolate mousse, the Dolce chocolate mousse with dark chocolate truffles. Oh my gosh, that was so good. It looks good. All of this food looks delicious at this one. I'm normally more of a chocolate person, but this orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry meringue, that sounds really good. That sounds so good. Maybe I'll try that one this year for something different because yeah, typically I'm that way too. Like I always tend to lean towards the chocolate things, but I do love anything that's like raspberry anything. (laughs) So I might need to try that. It sounds like it would be very refreshing. Yes. On a hot day. Yeah. Yeah. The one to go with kind of like cleanse your palate a little bit. Yes. Also, this espresso martini sounds amazing. Espresso martini, and it has a, it features Blair potato vodka. Boyd and Blair. I think that's the brand. Oh, it's Boyd together. And Blair. Boyd and Blair. Yeah. There we go. I'm all for vodka, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win. <laughs> vodka and ciders, and I'm set. <laughs> but that is all of the booths. I'm ready to eat my it's way a around lot, the world. Right? Personally, yeah. personally, I'm ready. That's, ugh, it just sounds so good. That's what I love this time of year. That's why I feel like I need more time at this festival because mm-hmm. I, with my trips over to Epcot, like gone over in the evening, like I did that last night where I, that was my dinner was I went to Epcot yeah. and ate around the world. This is a festival that there's literally something at every booth, maybe other than Morocco where we were like, oh, like yeah. nothing's like a top choice, but everything else, like there's something that I would want there. Well, and you know what? The thing is, like you said, you need a sweatshirt this time of year. Sometimes in the heat, it's hard to keep eating. That's not an issue with this festival because it's really rare that it gets that hot right now to the point where you're like, no, I can't eat in this heat. Exactly. But that is all that we have for the festival. Um, You didn't have anything else, did you? That covers everything like other than just another plea to Disney, make this one longer. (laughs) The best. Come on, Disney. Give me a little more leeway to get there. Like five weeks is not enough time to figure out all that. 
Yeah. So that is it. That is all that we got for you guys for right now. I'm sure we'll think of 50 things later because it's what happens every time. If you think of anything, if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out on Instagram, email, whatever. We can answer those questions for you. Meg, do you want to plug your social media and everything? Yeah. So my YouTube channel is Magical Meg. I post Disney vlogs, um, lifestyle videos, living here in Florida, documenting my journey. I've lived here for a year now and go to Disney all the time. It's my life. <laughs> I also, you can find me on Instagram at, at Magical Meg vlog on Instagram. I'm also at Magical Meg vlog on TikTok and then Magical Meg on Facebook as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Oh, absolutely. Guys, if you guys don't already know this, Meg is actually the official YouTuber for 407. So we've been working side by side for about a year now and have never actually gotten to do any kind of collaboration like this. So I'm very yes. excited that we finally got to. And I'm excited for the next time you're down here in the parks. We definitely need to go hang out and we can actually go enjoy a um, frozen margarita. So guys, if you want to find us on social media, I am at spill the D podcast. And if you want to send an email or anything like that, spill the D pod at gmail.com. So until next week, we will see you at the castle. They're going back. I figured it out. It goes backwards. Okay. Oh, so Disney so thinks you should book, start in Canada. The book, literally, I was going to tell you that. Things that you should start in Canada. <laughs> ha ha.